Earwen. This is the sixth of seven stories from Wendy Robertson's new collection, Siblings, narrated by Anne Dover. 13th of March. MPs approve the summertime bill, making daylight saving permanent. It came upon the midnight clear. Our Breedlin and me are coming down the yard in the crisp spring sunshine when we hear Irwin's sweet voice piercing the air. Sounds like she's practising her hymns with our mam. We peer through the kitchen window to find Irwin and mam are not on their own. Two men are sitting at the kitchen table with mam. Irwin is standing beside her, singing her heart out. Breedlin and me lurk out in the scullery, listening to them talking. Breedlin whispers in my ear, the tall, thin one is the minister for our district, Mr Brocklehurst, and the fat one is Mr Gale, the preacher that travels around. They're sorting out this year's anniversary. In the kitchen, Irwin's voice fades. Both men grunt their approval. Then there is a shuffling of papers, and the deep voice of the minister bells out into the scullery. I'm Mrs Angus. Your bairn's got a fine voice. That'll do nicely for the anniversary. We can fit her in here in the order of service. More rustling. He goes on. Room for another one? Has she got another one, Mrs Angus? Now Eowyn's voice pierces the space again, right into the scullery. Let all the world in every corner sing. Mr Gale speaks. Very nice, Mrs Angus, very nice. And then there is more rustling as Mam shepherds the men through the middle door, through the front room and out of the door. Now Breedlin and me can go into the kitchen and join Mam and Eowyn, who grins across. Ayla, I'm going to sing two songs at the anniversary, she says. Me? For a second, I want to smack her. She's so pleased with herself. The truth is, she's our mam's favourite, even though she does nothing for the house, except the singing, which comes naturally. Me? I'm feeling more invisible today, and I don't like it. So I turn and run out of the house, and go up on me hands against the netty wall, and swear me heart out to stop myself crying. The highlight of our chapel year is always the anniversary. It happens sometime in May to celebrate the births of John and Charles Wesley, the two brothers who started up the whole chapel thing more than 200 years ago. According to our Bram, they did that to fight against slavery and escape what he calls the Iron Hand of the Church of England. These celebrations involve sermons, songs and poems followed by sandwiches, cakes and big pots of tea. All the children learn pieces, poems and passages learnt by heart, and stand at the front to recite them. Of course, our Eowyn sings her songs. The women, including Mam and our Adairin, bake for three days and fill special baskets to take along for the anniversary tea. Our anniversary is on a different Sunday to the one in the Chiltern Chapel, 
so Mam can play the organ at both the celebrations. Our Eowyn sings at Chilton too. She even knows some songs in Welsh. But the rest of us don't go there to say our pieces because we don't speak Welsh. As well as the pieces from the children, there is a sermon and wild preaching from Mr Gale and people from the congregation reading out from John Wesley's sermons and passages from the Bible that are so strong they can make you shiver. Then there are the songs and the children's pieces that don't have to be from the Bible or even the Book of Common Prayer, but they have to be about being good and doing the right thing. Everyone dresses up in best clothes, and I feel proud of my sisters for looking so smart. Even Evan has brushed back his black curls and wears a tie that is borrowed from Bram, who is very smart himself in the clothes he used to wear when he worked at the tailors in the high street. They're quite tight now, but a far cry from his pit clothes. Me, I only ever choose poetry for my piece. At one anniversary I recite some verses from Alfred Lord Tennyson, which earn a blank silence rather than the prickle of approval that greets Irwin's songs. Our Breedlin muttered to me afterwards, A bit heavy going, Ayla, but you say the words very nicely. Oh, our Irwin can certainly sing. She's been singing since she was a baby, sitting beside our mam at the harmonium. At first she would hum without words as she sat there. I once heard our mam say to a neighbour, no denying the bairn has a gift. She's pitched perfect on every note. It's such a rare thing for Mam to actually boast about any of us, except Bram, of course. When Eowyn sings her solos, there are murmurs of appreciation in the congregation, but no applause. At the end of every spoken piece, there is a prickle of approval from the crowded chapel, but no applause. That's not allowed. The fact is that singing is our Erwin's only thing. She was very slow to learn to read and is hopeless at arithmetic. Our Adairin couldn't teach her to bake and our Breedlin couldn't teach her to sew. But she gets away with all this in our mam's eyes because she sings like an angel. Anniversaries, I suppose, are the place where angels get to shine. And handwriting is certainly not Erwin's thing. It looks like a spider has been travelling across the page. Mam has spent a lot of time showing her how to write and how to hold the pen. The trouble is, Erwin is clumsy and her writing is ugly. Mam's own writing, like our D's, is very fine and flowing and much admired. Our D told me once that in the Great War, Mam used to write love letters for her sisters-in-law and the wives of my dad's brothers who fought alongside him in France. But Mam never spoke of that to me. As you would expect, our Erwin doesn't like school and more than once gets the cane for not listening to the teacher. But she makes a friend at school called Meg Stiles, an ugly, flat-faced, bossy girl who follows Erwin home and often sits at our table like she's one of us. Coming from East Durham, she has a very strong accent and speaks strangely through the side of her mouth. She even sits on the other side of Mam when she's practising the harmonium. Mam doesn't seem to mind, 
and gives Meg pies and cakes to take home because her dad has run off and her mam is always poorly. One day at school, Erwin and Meg get into bother when they run out of the playground and go down to the woods. After school, Erwin brings a note home from the teacher and hands it to Mam, who sends her to bed early for three nights as punishment. I say one thing for our Mam. She never hits you like Meg's Mam does. Still, one bad look from our Mam is like a belt across your back. Our Adairin told me that Meg did get the belt from her mother, who wasn't too poorly for that. I never say it. But I secretly think our Erwin is spoiled and can get away with most things. But even I admire her at the anniversary when her voice rises to the rafters and sends a shiver down my spine. Postscriptum As time goes on, Erwin will pursue her gift for choosing bad friends including a husband who runs away after three years, leaving her and Mam with two ginger-haired boys to raise. Then it happens that, working in an armaments factory, Erwin will meet and become close friends with a bossy woman called Enid, a person not unlike Meg Stiles. The terrible thing is that when our Mam eventually dies... This Enid will move into the house in Wharfdale Street and take charge of the household along with her pitman husband who is also a Methodist preacher and travels round the villages to preach in marketplaces and chapels persuading people to love Jesus. Luckily, I don't have to suffer any of this because by then I will be living away and going out with an electrician who works in the mental hospital where I'm a nurse. Eventually, our Erwin will sing at my wedding in the Wesleyan Chapel, where she used to sing, and where we said our pieces at the anniversaries. As I stand there, having made my vows, Erwin sings her heart out, and her voice, now a confident contralto, rises above the congregation, filling the chapel with a sense of celebration, which quite equals that at every anniversary. March the 24th, Miners Angered by Calls for Pay Cuts You have been listening to Erwin, the sixth of seven stories from Wendy Robertson's new collection, Siblings, narrated by Anne Dover and brought to you by Damsel Fly Books.